Hello, everyone. <clears throat> I'm Lindsay. I'm Maria. And this is Romy's Reviewing the Movies. Um, today, we are reviewing Harlem Nights. Um, Harlem Nights came out in 1989, has an all-star cast. Uh, it was written, directed, produced, and starred Eddie Murphy. Um, along with Eddie Murphy, we have Richard Pryor, Red Fox, Della Reese, um, Arsenio Hall, Thomas McHale Ford, Jasmine Guy, um, Miguel Charlie Mann, Murphy, Lily Rashawn. Right. It just the list. Robin of, Harris. Yes. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> and um, it initially starts. In 1918 in Harlem, um, we have, oh, excuse me, we have, um, hold on. Nona Gay is in this movie, the daughter of Marvin Gay. <laughs> like, she was, I didn't even notice. <laughs> but we have, um, in 1918, we have a little boy um, by the name of Quick. He ran an errand for a um, a guy that owns a um, a nightclub um, slash bar, and his name is Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray's in the back running a dice game, and there's one guy in the back who is mad that there's a little boy in his presence because kids bring him bad luck. Which is like weird. How did you determine that? Like, where did that come from? Right. Oh, I right. know that backstory. He must he he must have a lot of kids that took mm -hmm. his money. Cause I was just like, you know, were you bad luck when you were a kid? Like, I don't understand. Do kids so, bring you bad luck, or do you just not wrap it up? Like, what's really going right? On? Like, what is the, <laughs> is the deal? So, um, so yeah, so he was right. The boy brought him bad luck. He uh, he shoot the, he shot the dice and got uh, seven. I think no, he wanted seven. He got six or something like that. Yeah. So um, he was mad, and then he wanted to like uh, cut Ray. Yeah, he's mad. He's yeah. losing. He's like, you know, you taking all my money, blah, blah, blah. I told you not to bring this kid in here. Now I rolled and I lost. And it's your fault. So I want all the money. And I want the money you made tonight. Right. Right. So now he's trying to stick him up. So uh, he ends up getting shot right in the head by Quick. Mm -hmm. And they had this gun under the table and Ray was reaching for the gun. Quick saw it, yeah. so he just took the gun, shot the man right between the eyes. Right between the eyes, and yeah, boy, I mean, kids did bring him bad luck. <laughs> so that started the relationship between uh, the father son relationship between Quick and Ray, because um, Quick didn't have a family; everybody was dead. And so he said, he said, and then he said, well, did you kill him? Shoot. Right. <laughs> he was just like, no, they're just dead. So Ray took him in um, and he became his adoptive son. Fast forward 20 years. Now they have this great, uh, this great night club yeah. that's doing um, 
great business, um, astronomical numbers, especially mm-hmm. given the fact that we're talking about uh, late 30s Harlem. Yeah. We're talking and we're talking about, about black men. Right. So they're doing numbers on nights that normally um, they wouldn't do numbers. So uh, um, Rival Club sends their black uh, employees to go see what's going on. Um, and they see that's what's going a, on or whatever. That's and, Tommy. That's Tommy and, um, and Dominique. Jasmine yeah, right. played by uh, Jasmine Guy. And I was like, is Tommy always named Tommy in all his roles? Because his real name is Tommy. And he also played Tommy on Martin. I'm just like, right, what is right. right. And that's so funny. Um, it seems like it seems like he plays Tommy in every in every role that he takes. But yeah. Um, yeah, his name is Tommy. <laughs> so they go. Um, it was Miguel Nunez, uh, Jasmine Guy and Tommy Ford, they all go to check out uh, Sugar Ray's, see what they can see. And, of course, everybody knows that they work for Canton, which is the rival club owned by, uh, I'm assuming he's an Italian mobster. Yeah. And so um, they're like, they got their good eye on them because why are they here? You know, so they didn't cause any trouble or nothing like that. They just came. You know, had a couple of drinks, saw what they could see, and they exited. So, with that, um, they have their um, 4 o'clock a.m. Um, check-in because they have um, different areas of the club where they need to tally up the money. So, everybody is at the uh, meeting except for uh, Della Reese's character. Yeah. Her character is um, a madam, and she's in charge of the girls. And so they go and get her because she's not at the meeting. So she comes in with a whole attitude, you know. She's got her but, own um, intro music. Yes. Yes, she definitely has her own intro music. She is she is a um she is a um a presence to say the least. So she comes in and she basically tells them, you know, that She's not gonna leave until the last um John is gone, which makes sense. She what she's saying makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not gonna leave until the last John is gone, and that's just what it is. Um, so then she tells them that they made about two hundred dollars. Quick is upset because he's thinking that she's taking money, you know, because why are the girls only making two hundred dollars? Mm-hmm. So her and Quick get into it because she doesn't want to be called a thief. They get into it real tough to the point where Quick, who is in his 20s, is fighting this lady who presumably is in her 60s. So they take it outside with them taking it outside. And Vera is ready to go. Now, this is a scene that I had seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... Yes, it's such an iconic scene because Vera whoops Quick's ass. And he can't take being beat up by somebody that's like twice his age. Mm -hmm. So he pulls out his gun. And so see, he, he, you know, I mean, the whole scene is like surprising, right? Because she is this older lady, you know, everybody's talking about how fat she is or whatever. Now, there is a lot of like, 
you know, fat jokes about her, but she's also giving it good to anybody else who talks to her, right? Exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, they go out to have that fight and, uh, you know, he he lands one on her and he thinks he's good. And she's like, oh, okay, so you really want to fight. And he's right. like, what? <laughs> you know? Right, right. Like, she, he, he gave her something that he would give grown men and right. she took it. Like it did not face her at all. At she all. she uh, sent him flying. He threw a garbage can at her. Thought she was down. Turned around. She got back up. Yes. Yeah. And she that's what she said. Now I'm gonna have to cut you. Right. <laughs> so he pulls out his gun, and she's like, "Oh, so you want to shoot me? Okay, you want to shoot me in my pinky toe?" And she puts her toe out there to get shot. Mm-hmm. And he has to he has to follow through because you can't pull out your gun without shooting, you know. So he shoot he shoots her in her pinky toe. She goes to the ER. <laughs> yeah. The whole way when they're carrying her to ambulance, I'm gonna stick the rest of my foot up your butt and like <laughs> yeah, yeah. She snaps, she snaps. Like, you didn't you didn't woke up the beast at this point. Listen, <laughs> you know. So yeah, so she uh. You know, she goes to the ER or whatever, get her foot all taken care of or whatnot. So, um, so basically, what is going on now is that Cantone, who um, has the rival club, he is... Well, it's Calhoun who has the club. Cantone is the cop that works for him. That's right. That's right. Okay. So... I got the names mixed up. My, my apologies. They're so, a little too close. They should have differentiated. They were way too close, right? Yeah. Right, because I mean, it's inevitable to get those two mixed up. So, um, he has the club, and they're not making um, what they used to make, and it's been going on for probably about a month now, and they're um, about like five thousand dollars short, and so. Um, the body still there. He just wants to hold. He just wants to own all of it, right? Right. He wants an excuse, and so the um the bodies are still there, but the money isn't. Mm-hmm. And they know that Sugar Ray's is pulling in the bodies. They they assume that it's pulling in the numbers, even on a Monday night, which is when um they don't have that much traffic on a Monday. They're still getting the numbers and the bodies. So that was the whole reason why he sent Tommy and um, Dominique. Dominique. And Do- I don't Dominique know. LaRue because she's Creole. Right, right. And I don't know Miguel Nunez's character's name. I don't think they told, said his name. They but that was the reason. Name. Yeah, that was the reason why he sent those three to go see Sugar Ray's because they're like, something's something's going on here so they're like okay well we gotta send canton um to go speak to sugar a you know so um uh and then he also accuses tommy of taking the five thousand dollars well the person that he's speaking to is like i handpicked him myself he didn't do this. And he was like, oh, so you handpicked him. So this is basically your fault. So with this being his fault, he has to, you know, 
make him suffer for it being his fault. And so he makes him put his hand on a piano and he drops the top on the piano, breaking his hand. Those piano and tops are heavy. Extremely. So, yeah. Um, with him breaking his hand or whatever, he basically told him, you know, next time I'm going to kill you. So, I'm going to need you to go on ahead and go uh, speak to Tommy and cut him from here to here. I can't see me. From cut here to here. <laughs> with, your, with, with your other hand. With your good right. hand. Right, right. So, first go get your hand fixed and then use your good hand to cut him. So, that's basically what he did. Him and Canton, they went to go see Tommy. Excuse me. Tommy don't know what they're talking about. Um, well, first, Cantone showed up at Sugar Ray's house, right? Oh, right, right. So, so he's sitting in Sugar, Sugar Ray's house, house. Yes. in the dark, waiting for him to get home. To waiting you know, for him to get home. Questioning him about Sugar Ray's, like where he get all this money from. You no, know, mm-hmm. you wearing these fine suits. I shop off the rack. You know, uh, how come I have to live in a rat hole? You live here, whatever. Just like super jealous that a black man has something he thinks he shouldn't have. Right, right. And he should have it, and he's a freaking cop for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, Sugar Ray tells him that he makes his money from candy. And so... Because there is a candy shop. Um, yeah. Um, you can see in a few scenes, but they don't really talk too much about it, but yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much a front. So, yeah. Um, they have this they have this interaction or whatever. So then Cantone eventually leaves. And so then he goes to, he goes with the other guy to go visit uh, Tommy. So Tommy's coming home with a lady or whatever. And they, once he um, gets off the elevator or about to get off the elevator, they um, steal on him. Right. Mm-hmm. In his, knocks him they, out. They knock him out. Ask the woman like, you know, this man, she's like, no, Nope. Nope. Right. And um, who it is, you know. Yeah. So so yes, they bring him back to his uh apartment and they're pretty much telling him, you know, where's the money? He doesn't have a clue what they're talking about. So next thing you know, um they the uh cop Cantone shoots him. Yeah, I don't think we ever really got an answer as to who took the money either. No, I just think they were short and he just wanted a reason to um or he just he just wanted to use piece. Tommy as a scape as a scapegoat mm-hmm. or whatever. But I just think that they that this uh business was just not just not um making as much money as it used to. You know, mm-hmm. it happens. Especially in the night club business, it happens, you know. Mm-hmm. But but you know he's a gangster, so he don't care. He don't care about logic. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So um. So yeah. So they they're telling Tommy about the five thousand. He doesn't know what they're talking about. Um. He's trying to talk to him, but Canton's not trying to hear what he has to say and shoots him several times. Um. And there's a uh, janitor in the hallway sweeping up. Yes. While this he is going on, he, hear, he hears the shots. He's like, I yeah. am not paid enough to intervene with this, and he just right. keeps cleaning. It has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. So, um, he he goes on about his business. So then, um, 
the dude was like, well, Calhoun told me to cut his throat. And he was like, well, go ahead. So they gone ahead and about their business. Uh, Sugar Ray had told Quick that he needed to go pay a visit to Tommy. You know what I'm saying? To see what. Well, there was a before this, they had a meeting, right? Because they're like, you know, uh, Calhoun's trying to take us for 10 grand a week. We're only making 15 grand a week as it is. And uh, no, that wasn't yet. That wasn't yet. Uh, because remember, he came back and he met them at the club and was talking Mm -hmm. about that. But at first, when he first had this interaction with him at Ray's apartment, he Mm -hmm. left without a proposition, right? Yeah, so yeah, so we have, um, where was he at? Oh, we have, uh, because he's still he's still suspicious because it was at the um meeting where they were tallying, tallying up. So he told Quick, go pay a visit to Tommy, you know, see see what you can see. So uh, Quick goes to Tommy's apartment. He's ringing the doorbell um, in the lobby, and he's not answering. So he tells the lobbyist, uh, well, he gives the lobbyist $20 to let him upstairs so he can see what's going on. So the lobbyist let him. He goes upstairs. He uh, he sees that the door's open. So he's like, Tommy, Tommy, the door's open. Blah, blah, blah. So he walks in. Yeah, he's talking the whole time. Like, right. hey, hey, anybody here? Hello, man, where you at? You know? Right, right, right. So he walks in and he walks up on Tommy. Tommy's sitting in a chair. He can see the back of his head. So when he walks to the front of Tommy, he sees that Tommy got shot up and his neck is cut. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, well, I, you need grizzly. to. Yeah. He was like, well, I, I guess you need to sit here and think about who you pissed off. I'm going to let you have it. So I'll I'll talk to you later. Right. Walks out. Now, Quick has on a suit and this white, long wool coat. Very snazzy. Well, he stands out as well. So, with him standing out, when he leaves, he is walking to his car in this bright white coat at night. Across the street is a car full of Tommy's people along with Tommy's brother. So, they're like, why is Quick leaving my brother's apartment? We and need that's to play by Arsenio Hall. Yes. Um. Tommy's brother is played by Arsenio Hall. So he's like, why is he leaving my brother's apartment? We need to go see what's up. So they go in to Tommy's apartment and see what's up. So they automatically assume that it was Quick that killed him. So now they're on Quick's head. And Arsenio Hall is just crying like this most ridiculous cry. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Like, ah, Quick killed my brother. Yeah, it was crazy, but it was it's one of the most iconic scenes in this movie. It is hilarious. Like Arsenio Hall, like completely overacted, and it was perfect. Yes. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're following Quick, and Quick sees them, you know, following him or whatnot. And they're just like, he's just like, all right, what is this about? Yeah, they got their guns out. They're ready to shoot him, whatever, you know. They're yeah. riding up on him. And a quick break checks him. Yes. 
yes, he break checks them. Um, and they they do touch. When they touch, the car rocks a whole lot. Now they didn't already loaded up their Tommy guns and everything. So while they're like shaking and whatnot, they the guns start going off. They're shooting the ceiling of their car. Next thing you know, they didn't shot the passenger of the car. His name is Junior. So Miguel, didn't even get a line, just did right, right, <laughs> just done. So Miguel Nunez character is like, you just shot Junior. So Arsenio through his tears is like, I'm sorry, Junior. It was an accident. It was an accident. So yeah. So um quick they still want to get him. <laughs> yeah, they're still they're still on the rampage to get him. So quick ditches his car and then runs into this store. And when I say run into, he, he literally ran into dove it. through the window. Yes. <laughs> like, what? Because at first, right. you know, he's like he's like on the street. He's like trying to avoid these cars. Then he runs across the street and dives into the window of this flower shop. I'm like, well, what is happening? Yes, yes. So he dives into the um, the flower shop and then he like he is on the ground right below the frame of the window. So, Arsenio Hall, uh, Miguel Nunez, and the driver, they get out the car, and they're like, well, they're walking towards him while Arsenio is crying. He's like, you killed my brother. And they go to the flower shop. They're across the street from the flower shop, and they start shooting in. Uh Well, and and Arsenio's still talking, still crying. And... uh, Eddie, well, not Eddie Murphy, quick, he's talking back to him, and he's like, I didn't do that. And so he was like, you did, I saw him, blah, blah, blah. They start shooting in again. While they're shooting in, the driver had just a pistol. So they got these Tommy guns, and they're lighting it up. As soon as they get done, then the guy, the driver with the pistol is like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> pow pow. Right. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he does that a couple of times. And then Arsenio Hall's character takes his hat off and hits him. And he was like, Don't you shoot that thing. Don't you shoot that fucking pistol. Because this is so, a small caliber, too. And he's like, What yeah. are you even doing? <laughs> right. Like, he's not going to do nothing. So, Quick is like, Man, shoot, I'm sick of this shit. So he since he gets up on his knees and he goes pow 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 and he gets back down. Super then super quick. He, like his Yes. Name. Yes, very quick. So then he waits a couple of seconds and then he looks back up. He shots all he sh- he has shot all three men. So didn't then, even realize it. <laughs> right, didn't even realize it. He just shot and they're all dead. Well, they well Arsenio Hall is almost dead, and so while he's walking off or whatever, Arsenio is like, like you motherfucker, and then he dies. So then, <clears throat> the next, I he goes and tells, uh, he goes to, he, I think he goes to Ray's house and tells him what's going on, you know, and so he, he wants to go to war. He wants to shoot everybody, you know, right. He's, Hot blooded, you 
Right, and, right. And Ray tells him, like, you know, we got to be smart about this. You know, if you go and shoot them and then it's going to be a war and, you know, like, that's not cool. Like, what's cool is being in your 80s telling your grandkids about what's going on. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and he was just like, I want to be like, I want to I want to kill them and whatnot. So he basically talks them down. You know, tells them that we got to handle this the smart way or whatnot. He also tells them that he's not a gangster. And mm -hmm. I was like, he's killed like five people. <laughs> what do you mean? Right, right, right. So then the next thing you know, they have, um, they go to the uh, the bar or the club or whatever. And that's when Cantone comes and meets them. And Cantone tells them, or um, has a meeting with Quick and Ray. And that's when he tells them, you know, uh, Calhoun has a proposition. And what are y'all making around here? Like 15 a night? Oh, so, we, I think it was. Or I, I looked it up. Uh -huh. And like 15K a week is like almost $300,000 in today's money. Oh, wow. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So, yeah, so with them making 15K a week, he was like, okay, well, I think we should take 10. So, with them taking 10, that would pretty much put, like, put them out of business because it would be pointless for them to even continue. Mm -hmm. So, he has a meeting, and he tells the people in the meeting what's going on, and he's like, we pretty much got to get out the business, but um, I have a way for us to get out the business, and we got to leave town. And um, we can all leave with 50K each. Mm -hmm. And so he tells them that they're going to rob them. And they're like, oh, wow, how are we going to rob them? Yeah, so how are we going to rob Bugsy Calhoun? How you do that? Right, right. So basically what the plan is, is that they have an upcoming fight with this, um, this uh, prize boxer. The boxer's yeah, name is... Bugsy He's Jenkins. a champ. No, yeah. no, no. The boxer's name is uh, John Jenkins. I'm John sorry, Jack, Jack, Jack Jenkins. Jack. Because right. after Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Right. Right. Very famous black so. boxer. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, he's supposed to be like, it's supposed to be a sure fight that he's going to win. So they're like, okay, well, what we'll do is we'll bet against him. So everybody's like, oh, okay, throw the fight. And they're like, no, we're not going to throw the fight. What we're going to do is we're going to bet against him. So it's going to look like we set it up to throw the fight. So that's going to make Calhoun bet as well. He's going to put all his money up because he's thinking that we're going to rig the fight. So that either way, whether he wins or loses, we're taking all the money, but mm -hmm. it's just going to sweeten the pot that much more. So, who's going to lose so right, much? Cal, right, exactly. Because more than likely, he probably don't even bet. But he's definitely going to bet when he sees what we're doing. So with that being said, everybody's like, cool. So next thing you know, um, what's her name? Dominique. Dominique. <laughs> yes. She invites Quick to dinner. Mm -hmm. And they've been telling Quick, don't mess with that girl. Right. You know, that's Tommy's girl. She also works with Calhoun. Don't mess with her. 
Right, right. She's bad news. So he goes to the dinner with, and he's thinking it's a one-on-one dinner. He didn't came with flowers and chocolates and all that. When he gets to the dinner, he sees um, Bugsy Calhoun in his right hand there as well. So he's caught off guard, but he sits down, see see what's going on and whatnot. So Bugsy pretty much tells him, like, you know, um, I know you know about the proposition that Calhoun came to y'all with, but um, and he's telling them this while he is sitting in Sugar Ray's desk, like he oh, yeah, owns he, I, the place. Right, right, right. He I was hot. I was so mad. Yeah. Like, it was enough <laughs> that you broke into his home, but now you're sitting at his desk, like you own it. Yeah. yeah. No. No. When he told him the proposition, he told him the proposition at the club. But he was sitting at his desk at the club. You're right. Mm-hmm. But at the um, and it just reminded me of like um, my sister had a job one point, and uh, one of her supervisors came through and was like, uh, basically joked that they were paying her too well because of the way she dressed. Mm. I would be livid. <laughs> I would be so livid because what do you mean? You know, so. But yeah, we um yeah, so we're at this meeting and um Bugsy is pretty much to, pretty much offered him to come work at his pity pack club. And Quick is like, Yeah, no, I'm cool. So he eventually leaves. And so after he leaves, Bugsy says to Dominique, you know, do you like him enough to fuck him? And she was like, she's kind of taken aback, but then she said, yeah. So and they, like, they've done her up in like all the old Hollywood glamour, like the feathers mm-hmm. and the hair, the makeup, the little cigarette holder and the gloves and everything. She looks phenomenal. Yeah, she looks amazing. So, um, next thing you know, she calls him and when she called Quick, Quick was already back telling Ray what just transpired and so when he told so while he was telling ray that that's when dominique called so then he goes over to dominique's house and she pretty much you know seduced him they ended up um well you know she's she's yeah they end up going upstairs she's got this like big like pink um feathered like a house dress on and everything Mm -hmm. um it's, it's great i love it Right, right. Like, like she pulled out all stops. So they go upstairs and whatnot. So she goes into the bathroom to sprucing herself up. While she's in there is when he is like, you know, getting himself prepared. And he was going to put his gun under the pillow, you know, because you trust no one, right? That's when he finds her gun under the pillow. So he's like, oh, we have so much in common, blah, blah, blah. So he's this like. This is a small gun with like a pearl handle. Right, right. Uh, pearl so and white handle. And he's like, oh, it's so cute. Look at the little baby gun. Oh, she has right. guns underneath her. We have so much in common. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So as as he's fawning over this, that's when it dawns on him. Why the hell does she have this pistol under this pillow? So he, um you know, gets himself prepared. He continues to get himself prepared. So she comes back out. You know, they do their thing. Then after they do their thing, they're talking. 
And so she's reaching for the gun while they're talking. And he keeps taking her hand because he knows what she's doing. He's doing, you know. And so he does that about three times. Then he went he goes on ahead and lets her grab for the gun. So while he lets her grab for the gun, she does and she points it at him because while she's talking about how you not supposed to trust anybody. So and she's like, one thing I learned in this business is that you can't trust anybody because it's made up of all criminals. How can anyone trust a criminal? Right. And so while she does that or whatever, she points it at him. And while she's pointing it at him, she ends up, you know, pulling the trigger and nothing comes out because he emptied the clip. So, <laughs> so then he grabs his gun and shoots her. And so um, now he knows that it is really hot out here for them. So they need to go on ahead and go on with this plan, which they do. Um, before they do, though, they have a raid at Sugar Ray's. Mm-hmm. Cops come through and arrest everybody. Yep. They came through, arrested everyone that was there except for Ray and um, Jack Jenkins. So Jack Jenkins, Ray, and Calhoun, they go into the office and they talk. And um, I forgot what the discussion was about them. Basically, I want your club, you know, blah, blah. Get out the business. It's going to be my uh, yeah, pretty Yeah, because <laughs> when they had the conversation, he was like, can I think about it? So he never gave him a definite answer. So I guess he came in there to raid the club just to basically, like, show his muscle. Mm-hmm. I got and the cops on the payroll. Right. You know, to try to stay arm. open without me. Right. 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 He basically wanted to strong arm him and whatnot. So um, with that happening... Um, he thought he had the upper hand, you know, so, but we all know that there's a plan that's in play. So, um, so yeah, so Ray goes to the precinct and bails everybody out. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's $7,500. Cause it was like 102, 125 people in the jail, which I was like, y'all got that enough room for all that? Right. Um, so he's like, I want to bail out everybody, you know, who came in for the raid or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, tell him how much it costs. He'll go away. Because you know, he ain't got, he's stupid. He ain't got no money like that, right? Right. And so uh, they tell him, you know, it'll be $7,500. And I was like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, even for that's like, that's an obscene amount of money. Right. Uh, especially for back then, you know. Um, but he's like got a he's got a suitcase full of cash, so mm-hmm. he's like, okay, well here you go, you know, and I want my change back, <laughs> whatever. Right, I want a receipt. He's, <laughs> he's able to get them out, and uh, apparently he had uh, limousines for each of them with like yes. uh, with candy and it was like a a little note and everything too. I was like, wow. yeah, yeah, with the note saying sorry for the inconvenience. Yeah, right. Not that that was real player of them, real player. Very classy. Yes. 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 So, and I, I looked it up, of course, because I always love like looking at like the money, like in older times, like how much would that be today? You know, uh-huh. to really give you a good picture. And so, seventy five hundred dollars in nineteen thirty eight would be one hundred fifty seven thousand five hundred ninety three dollars today. Golly. Yeah. 
No wonder they was like, yeah, tell him how much it is. He'll go away. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, well, just do like the first page today and I'm going to come back and get the other <laughs> <laughs> <is> tomorrow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I got it. I got a checking in the savings, you know, like. Right. I, I got to make a transfer. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can only do it during business hours, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Ooh, child. Okay. But he threw it at him like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so yeah, so, um, Red Fox's character, Quick, Ray, and, um, what's, um, Della Reese's character name? Vera Walker. Okay, Vera. So, they all go back to Red Fox's, um, apartment. And so, um, they're talking about the situation or whatnot. And, um, oh, I forgot that that was a funny that was a funny scene between quick and um and ray because after quick killed dominique larue he goes back and tells ray and he was like i ray asked how it went and he was like i kid i had killed her and he was like oh so you tore the pussy up huh (laughs) he was like no but i killed her He was like, I killed her for real. He was like, oh, so the pussy was that bad? Was that bad? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you do? (laughs) Thought that was so funny. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we fast forward to them being at uh, Red Fox's apartment. And with them being at Red Fox's apartment, they're, um, you know, talking about what happened, talking about the plan. And Delores is like, shit, I was just in the slammer for like overnight. I'm hungry. You know, what do you got in here to eat? So he tells her that he got some hash and eggs or whatnot. So she goes in and she's like, this is tuna. You need to get your, you need to wear your glasses. Like, this is ridiculous. So there's been a whole thing of him not wearing his glasses. And he does finally put them on. They're extremely thick, of course. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Like, it's it, like I see why he like, doesn't want to wear them. Right, like, it's like Mr. Magoo levels. It was horrible. So, <laughs> so yeah. So there, while she's in there, you know, making sandwiches and stuff, they're trying to tell Quick, "Hey, you need to apologize for shooting her in the foot." Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, "Man, I thought we was over this." They're like, "Yeah, no, you still need to apologize, though." So he goes into the kitchen while she's making the sandwiches. Well, also while while they're having this conversation, she's cussing Ray out back and and they're cussing her out back and forth. You know, they're like, mm. "Yeah, you need to go with Paul." Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Feelings are hurt, you know. So, so yeah. So she so quick goes into the um the kitchen to talk to her, and he's trying to say it or whatnot, and when he says it. She's just like, ah, oh, get out of here, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He, like, shoots, shoots him down. And so he's like, yeah, I love you, too, and walk out. <laughs> so then she's, like, almost brought to tears, and she's just like, he's such a good kid. That damn quick. She's like, I love that little old man. Right. <laughs> so um, so then next thing you know, the plan is in the play. Um, what's well, the, the plan, plan is- they had, you know, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, you can go. You can go. Oh, well, Vera was talking about how she's got this girl, you know, she's going to put it on one of uh, uh, Calhoun's pickup dudes. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Uh, she's like, her pussy's so good. If you threw it up in the air, it would be kind of sunshine, you know, whatever. Right. And they're so, like, oh. Right. <laughs> and so, um, what her, so her name is Sunshine. And she um, is part of the plan that she sets up um, mm-hmm. one of his pickup guys at a bar. And she She's had by Layla Rashawn. Yes, Layla Rashawn. And she has him like his nose is like extremely wide open. And it is great. Yeah. Like, like, I don't even like these girl girls like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, whatever. Right. So, but she has him like leaving his leaving his house. Like he, he called home, like they had a conversation <laughs> where they was gonna run away together. Um, conveniently the same night as the as the fight. And she had him um, pretty much like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And he called home, told his wife, never coming home. Baby, Take I ain't care. never coming home again. Take care. I was right. like, what? <laughs> right. And then also she had him like changing churches and everything. Left yes. like four kids. Like he was, he was gone. He changed his whole religion from Catholic to Baptist. Yeah, like he he was done. Like that, this was it. This was it for him. He found his one. Like can't tell him nothing. So she was like, "Well, I gotta get picked up um, after work, but I don't want to wait a whole thirty minutes outside. That's not good." Blah blah blah. So he is like, "Okay, well, after I do my pickup, I'll pick you up, and then we'll do the drop, and we can run away together." So she's like, "Great." So. And then she tells him that she's, you know, she thinks she's falling for him, whatever. And he starts crying. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh like, he was done. He was <laughs> so done. That was good. So, yes. It was amazing. So, yeah. So, he he does his pickup. And he's driving. He drives and picks her up on the corner. She uh, has a bag that... <laughs> Conveniently is the same looking bag as his pickup bag. He puts them both in the trunk. They get in the car and they drive off. And so Charlie Murphy's character is working a um, newsstand. And he has the controls to the uh, to the traffic lights. Which, how do you get that? Right. Right. You have to have connections. Yeah. So with him having a control... Um, the light was green or the light was red and so he turned it to green so that they could go and then while they're in the middle of going he turned it back to red which caused the uh, the opposite side to go which t-boned him excuse me so they get out the car you know and then there's a cop car that's on the other side of the street they drive over and the cops are quick and ready. And they're like, hey, what's going on here? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, we've been telling her this is um, um, Lady Heroin. Yeah, you riding with Lady Heroin? Right. And she supposedly is like this big drug kingpin pushing heroin. And they finally called her and whatnot. And so while they're... He's like, the- you told me heroin was your last name. It doesn't mean you have to sell it. Right. <laughs> right. So while they're going through all of this or whatnot, some other cops pull up. These two white guys. And so they pretty much take over. 
And the guy, he's like, can I talk to y'all for a minute? So they pull him over to the side. He pretty much told them that he works for Calhoun and he's in the middle of a drop when this uh, red cap is. So y'all got to let me go. So they ended up letting him go. They take Lady Heroin. They take the bag. Now, the bag that they take is the bag that was the um, drop bag. So he goes to make the drop. The drop is the heroin, quote-unquote, yeah. the heroin, quote-unquote, the heroin. So. Um, He's like, what am I going to do with, like, 40 whatever, I can 40 pounds of heroin. I was like, you could sell that. You are to sell it. You know, <laughs> right. Make your money back real quick. Right. <laughs> um, that, was a, that was a big ticket item back then. So mm-hmm. you'll definitely make your money back. Um. So yeah, so he's going off. Um. What's his name? Calhoun is going off on the guy because uh, he doesn't have the money. The money was like, I think it was like a million dollars. Yeah, a million dollars. So yeah, I would be pissed too. Yeah, and that guy with the hurt hand is just looking at him like, "Ooh, you next, buddy." <laughs> man, man, like I. That's what I was thinking too. Like, oh, you gone? Like, yeah, you ain't coming home again. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so then they go through the, um, money or they go through the heroin and Calhoun tests the heroin and finds out that it's sugar. So to add insult to injury, right? Right. So, um, yeah. So then they go, the, the two cops, the two cops, Quick and Ray, they go to an abandoned bank. Because <clears throat> uh, Cantone's following. Right, follow the whole him. time. Cantone is watching the whole transaction go down with the wreck. Now he's following um, Quick and Ray. And so then he lets them know at the bank, you know, that he's following them. And he's thinking they're stupid. He's thinking he got one up on them because he's like, why would y'all go to an abandoned bank? This bank has been closed for five years. Why are y'all here? And they was just like, you know, they told them the whole plan. And they're just like, you know, we're not here to make a withdrawal. We're here to make a deposit. And he's like, deposit? Next thing you know, they got him tied up in the safe. And so Quick Ray and all his boys are there. And they're pretty much telling him, like, okay, we'll tell the people that you're here come Monday. But, Yeah. You're gonna safes are airtight, so they're like, you know, take small breaths. Right. They tell him to take small breaths. If he takes big breaths, he'll run out of air by Monday, before Monday. So yeah. So they went on ahead and closed the vault on him. And he took their advice. He started taking small breaths. <laughs> so um after that, uh once Busby finds out that it is uh Sugar, he starts putting two and two together, and he's like, Okay, we need to go get Ray. So, he actually is part of going to go get Ray. So, him and all his boys they go to Ray's. Um, I guess it was an apartment, it looked more like a townhouse, probably. It probably was townhouse. well bef- before this. Vera actually pays him a visit, right? Oh, right, right, right. So, yeah, so they're all at, at Calhoun's place. And, you know, pissed off and whatnot. So Vera comes in and she pretty much tells him the um, 
the story. And she's just like, I don't want no parts of this. You know, I'm, I'm a honest woman. Hoe. I'm an honest hoe, and all my hoes is honest. Is honest. <laughs> <laughs> and so she she pretty much yeah. tells them, you know, the story on um, them trying to take this money. And she's like, I only got nine toes. I'm an old woman. I, I'm tired of this. Blah blah blah. Right. And I was I was gonna tell you, but I was so scared because they already shot me. You know. Right. Right. So he buys it hook, line, and sinker. So him and all his boys they go to Ray's apartment or townhouse, whatever he had. So they go there, and they're in the they're in the townhouse. They realize that he is not there, and you know, they start putting two and two together and they're like, oh shit, this is a setup. We got to get out of here. So one of his guys opens a door and they're like, no, don't open that door. As soon as they were saying that, the townhouse blows up. Mm-hmm. And so next thing you know, they're at a, a um, inn outside the city and you see them talking to the, to the white cops that were at the um at the car wreck and the white cops is like yeah thank you blah blah blah, blah. and they go on about their business and, and yeah. everybody's in regular clothes and we find out that they were pretty much just actors right they got a cut <laughs> right they got their cut so everybody is like you know gearing up to leave town and ray is just like you know we can never come back here right like, we'll just have to set up shop somewhere else, and that's fine. So, they pretty much left with a bang, um, literally. <laughs> and that's how they get out of the situation with Bugsy Calhoun. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's how the story ends. Yes. So, yeah. So, how was it your first time watching this movie from beginning to end? I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, incredible cast, like some total legends here. Um, mm-hmm. I was already already seen like that one in particular scene uh, with Vera and uh, Quick fighting in the alley, mm-hmm. uh, so I knew about that. But I really liked it. Yeah, what yeah. made you? Uh, what made you pick this movie? Um, it's <clears throat> it's a classic. It's a classic film. It has all the people from before our time that were mm-hmm. greats in the movie, along with up and coming greats, you know. And it was just a great way to pay homage to those people, you know what I'm saying? So, um, just on that level alone, this movie is a classic. Not to mention that it is a good story, you know what I'm saying? Um, and it does. It is kind of like a passing of the torch type of thing and um you just i mean it's just mad respect just mad respect all the way around you know yeah um i know that one video that you sent me of the girl that was reviewing it as well when she said that um what eddie murphy was saying in regards to the film i could kind of see what what he was talking about because it was kind of there was certain parts of it that was kind of slow Mm-hmm. And are kind of like calm down or whatnot. And I can see that he was just like, you know, just he probably was a big fangirl in regards to all these greats that he had on, on set yeah. at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So he was just letting them go, you know. 
So, which, I mean, that's mad respect. You know what I'm saying? So, I just I just thought it was just like a dope film altogether, you know? I really liked uh, how you had like different forms of humor mm-hmm. as well. Because you had some physical comedy. You know, you had some visual comedy. And then, uh, you know, also comedy in the lines and delivery and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Um, I know uh, there was a couple of people that just stole the show. Like Arsenio Hall, for him to have such a small scene, he stole the show. Yeah, you know what I'm like that is like there's ser- there's several different iconic things that happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. That is one of them. And that Reese's character as well, because I I think yeah. up until this part, people had never seen that kind of performance from her. Right. And so it was very like surprising and everything. Because my um, introduction to Delores was like the that show where she was an angel, touched by an angel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, and she was also a singer and stuff like that. Right. And so to see her in a role like that was very different. Um, right. And she was great. <laughs> right. 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 And you know, and it's so weird for me because I knew her from Harlem Nights. And my grandma used to watch Touched by an Angel every week. So if I wanted to watch TV downstairs, I had to watch Touched by an Angel on Saturday <laughs> nights, you know. So it was it was kind of weird to me. Like, I know her from Harlem Nights, this lady with this slick tongue. And she was a, ho- a honest hoe, but she was a hoe nonetheless. And, you know, and now she's an angel on this spiritual show. Like, it was, it was so weird to me. Like, but... <laughs> I was just like, okay, <laughs> like you know, but yeah, that I mean, that just um, that just constitutes to her to her talent, you know. She was she was a force, and then on top of that, watching her in a thin line, so it was like all of this, you know. This is Della Reese. This is the Della Reese, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, she was she was awesome, but yeah, yeah, I think that. That has to be the most iconic scene from the film, is that fight? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, when it came out, people like a lot of critics did not like it. Like it's got twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I also sent you the Siskel and Ebert review where they called it like the worst of nineteen eighty nine. And like had one Razzies and stuff like that, and I was just like, "What?" Because uh, my thing yeah. is like, y'all did not understand this movie at all. No, no. And I was reading the comments, and a lot of the comments is basically saying the same thing. Like y'all, you just didn't get it, you know. Um, Michael says the interplay between Della Reese and Red Fox was hilarious. Just two older black folks talking ish to one another. Left my ass off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, their relationship was funny. You know, yes, because it's yes. clearly like they have, uh, you know, a connection. There's a love there, you know, um, but they just talk smack to each other all day long. Like, mm-hmm. you know, right. at one point she tells him to kiss my ass. He said he tells her to kiss my ass, and she's, uh, she's like, I no, she's like, I would tell you to kiss my ass, but you're too blind to find it or something. Right. It's just like, you know, it's their back and forth. But mm-hmm. you know, because um, I really like the scene where they're telling Quick to go apologize to her. Uh, because you know she still has feelings. Like she's may talk all this tough stuff, but she has feelings. You know, right, right. Because I think Red Fox's character called her a fat bitch, and then was like, 
but you really need to go uh, apologize. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Michael also says mainstream critics didn't like it. Black folks, we loved it then and now. Yeah. Yeah. Just the way that Cisco and Ebert were talking about it in such disgust. I was like clutching my pearls. Like, oh, my I mean, God. too. I was like, did we see the same movie? Like, right, right. Like, it was crazy. And like, when they started, when they started talking about it, I can see where they would get their criticism from. I was like, okay. But then when they started talking about the race stuff and then how they um, described the race, the blacks against the whites, and then vice versa, it was just like, really? Really, that's what we're doing, you know. Yeah, like, clearly have no understanding of the situation at all. Like, right, right. It was like, and even the on. criticism where to me with they were like talking about like, well, we've seen this kind of mobster movie before, blah blah. blah. No, you haven't. Right. Not no, not, you haven't. Not like this, yeah. You have not seen an all black mobster movie before. It's not that yeah. common. <laughs> no, no, not at all. You've seen mobster movies before, and yeah, maybe they pick and choose stuff from mobster movies that they um, that they liked and put it yeah. in there. Maybe that's what you've seen before, but not a black mobster movie, so cut it out. Um, Michael also says, saw it premiere night, theater full of black folks laughing their heads off. One of my favorite memories as a kid. Now that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I can imagine that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's it's that movie, you know what I'm saying? It's that movie. Um, let's see. Uh, now, can yeah. you can you see this movie being remade in present day? Not really, no. Um, just due to all the cast, right? Mm-hmm. Um, their career before the movie, like, plays a major part in coming to see the movie because they are stars, at least in the Black community, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so, no, I couldn't see it being remade. Um, maybe that they made like a sequel or something, you know, or whatever. It would take a lot to, I think, to try and remake this movie. But it's yeah. also aged pretty well. There are a few jokes that don't land quite as much. Like the whole, for me, the whole thing with the uh, Jack Johnson like stuttering, like I was like, mm-hmm. that's not really funny to me. <laughs> Just yeah. stuttering is not really funny to me. Have him actually have him say or do something that's actually funny. Yeah. Yeah, but stuttering alone. I, I can see where you would say that. Um, I just think it was just not necessarily funny, haha. It was just like irony funny that you have this person that everybody just loves and reveres, but and physically is perfect, but he has this speech impediment. Mm-hmm. You know. So kinda kinda like Mike Tyson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You know, so um and Enda Lauren says, I liked it when I was a kid, but appreciated more as I got older. Also, it took me years to realize Benny and Vera were a couple. Mm-hmm. And also appreciated in older age seeing how good Richard Pryor was in this. The scene where he's looking over the fire damage to the place he spent so long building is kind of breathtaking. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's yeah, heartbreaking. Like he's because he's worked twenty years to build up that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that just speaks to um to Richard Pryor's acting capabilities because he because he is a really good actor. Like we know him and we love him and revere him for his co- comic um con- contributions. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's a he's a dope actor as well. Um, 
Michael says mainstream critics of Harlem Nights when it dropped in 1989. It's a sign of cultural incompetence on their part, which still exists today, sadly. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah it does still exist today for sure. I don't mm -hmm. think it would exist to like such a degree, like to be like, I absolutely hated this movie. It's the worst movie, you know? Yeah. But there, I can totally see white critics not understanding some of the yeah. things that are going on in the movie. Right, right. And um, I think what the difference is today is that now they kind of are aware that it's some things that they just don't get. Right. And I don't think that they 100% will verbally acknowledge that this is just something I won't get. But they are conscious of that. So they don't go as hard as they did with Harlem Nights as they would today. With, like if it was to be made, remade today, it probably wouldn't even be something that they would touch. To to be honest, you know what I mean. And it just reminds me of um, the other monster movie we watched. Oh gosh, with the uh, Tony Montana. Oh, Scarface. Scarface, yes. yes. And like they loved Scarface. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, hmm, okay. Yeah, it was the people they have they hated Scarface. Right. It's just like they have all this heat for it being a mobster movie. Like uh, mm -hmm. this guy from Los Angeles Times is saying, you know, it's a gaudy gangland, gangland environment, poverty, filth, pain, and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, is that really that different from other mobster movies that you feel right. like you need to remark on it? Right. And it's like, did you not understand this is a comedy? Like it's not like a serious mobster movie. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. but they'll love they'll love something like Godfather, but they'll trash Harlem Nights. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And then Michael also says, and to think Richard Pryor was going through early stages of MS when this movie was being filmed. Right. I just learned that today. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then um, Enda Lawrence says, "Yeah, I wondered about that because it would have been it would have been around here." But um, yeah. yeah, I didn't. I wanted that too because I was like, "Oh, this is like kind of a more understated performance than I expected." Mm -hmm. um, but learning that, I was like, "Okay, well, that makes sense." Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he was still good. Like his line delivery and the lines that he had were still very funny. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, it just wasn't like because, like in his other other films, he's more animated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and but he wasn't, but in the same breath, his role didn't call for that much animation. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so I I thought it was, but I thought it was overall pretty cool. Um, yeah, uh, Michael says, um, love Scarface, love Godfather one and two, and Goodfellas, but pan this movie. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it was it was a box office disappointment, you know, according to the studio because. It wasn't as successful as coming to America and Beverly Hills Cop, right? And previous Beverly Hills Cop movies, right? But um, even so, like even though I didn't see it until yesterday, I still knew several of the lines from the movie, and I knew that whole scene where Delores gets her toe, her, her toe mm -hmm. shot. Off, you know? Yeah, um, I had heard about it, you know, growing up or whatever. So growing up, yes. So <laughs> you know, the I feel like. They could re-release it even, and it would do well. It would do, you know. 
Yeah. A re-release, absolutely. Um, remake. I mean, as far as like a remake, I can see them putting like, you know, old comics in with some new comics on a passing the torch type of feel. But um I don't know about recreating. Yeah. You know. It would be very hard to get a similarly stacked cast. Right. Right. And then um Enda Lauren says and everybody knows Sunshine. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do wish they had um given a little more to Sunshine and Dominique. You know, their mm-hmm. characters were kind of flat. Um, yeah. As much as I like them, they were still just kind of flat. I just think them a little bit more because, like, Vera gets a little more, you know. So I wish they give them just a little bit more uh, to round them out a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um. Not so much sunshine, but Dominique Larue. I can agree with that. Like, if yeah. we would have got more um, scenes with her and Quick, like her really trying to put it on on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, get his nose open a bit instead of just one scene where they're where he thought they were going out to eat, and then the next scene where they're smashing. Like, yeah, the, the transitions weren't didn't yeah. make sense. You know, I would have liked to hear a little bit more about her ambition to run a club, right? Because the whole thing was that she and he were going to run the club together, right? Right. And then, how did a Creole woman get to Harlem? You know what I'm saying? Why isn't she still in Louisiana? <laughs> right, right. Like, what happened, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I would. it would have been nice to have a little bit more depth with her. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, that that just would have been good. But, like, yeah. not necessarily Sunshine, though. I don't, I don't think we needed too much from Sunshine. I think we got just enough. Because she was part of the plan, so. She was part of the plan, but I would like to see her being a part of you know what I mean like behind the plan like when they're having the meetings or whatever like just mm-hmm. a little just a little something you know yeah. it doesn't have to be a, a major plot point but right 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 yeah see now they were probably like in 2022 they would probably have her have a sex scene <laughs> yeah right. so but get more of her not necessarily what you're talking about but yeah <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> All right, so we have our rating system. Um, we have one movie real trash AF, two it exists, three entertaining, four great, five a true classic. Mm-hmm. What say you, Maria? I would give it a five. Yeah, I would give it a five. It still holds up really well. Um, still funny, like consistently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even though I hadn't seen it, I was still very much aware of it and like some of the iconic scenes and lines and stuff like that, even though it wasn't considered like a success. Um, it's still one of those films people talk about when they talk about Eddie, Eddie Murphy pictures. So, yes, I would yeah. give it a five. Yeah, I have to agree. Definitely a true classic. Five, five for me as well. Yeah, five for me as well. So this was a this was a great. Um, a great movie. Still is a great movie. Mm-hmm. So, and a good one to tap into on Romy's Review in a Movie. Yes. So, what are we watching next week, Maria? Well, next week is Labor Day. So, 
You're right. And I will be watching the grills. Right. right. <laughs> not be here. Um, Michael says, I wonder if another reason mainstream critics panned the movie was because of Eddie Murphy calling out the industry for their lack of diversity mm-hmm. at the 1988 Academy Awards. That I is can see that reason. Yeah. Especially with uh, Siskel crying reverse racism in the film. Yes. Yes. That could be all the more reason why he he stressed that point because he said that mm-hmm. a couple times. He did. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but yeah. So, not next week because I will not be here. Um, but uh, the week after. Yes, the week after. So I was trying to think of something you hadn't seen. I'm not sure. I could only think of things that I hadn't seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but going back to that 80s list we had, there are a few things on here. Uh, I was kind of surprised, like, because we did the whole thing for uh, the Heathers. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so that's a good one. And then um, I was thinking better off dead, but I'm not really quite sure how that will translate really well. So I was thinking maybe we could do one that we both hadn't seen. Okay. <laughs> and um, I chose Aliens. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Aliens. Aliens on. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, that came out in 86. Yeah, that's on Hulu. Um, and stars. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, so it's on Disney Plus too. It seems to be everywhere, apparently. (laughs) It's on Disney Plus. Okay, that's what this link is saying, (laughs) which is kind of surprising. But yeah, it's on. It seems to be on Prime as well, Hulu. So pretty easy to buy. Okay. All right. So we will be watching. Alien in the next two weeks, <clears throat> so that that will be interesting. Yes, and this this will be the first time that neither one of us has seen the movie, right? So that'll work. <clears throat> so, Maria, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me uh, pretty much anywhere on the internet at Valor More Dollars. That's V A L A R M O R Dollars, because all men must pay. And uh, you can also find me on Nerdgasm Noir Network, which is a geeky podcast with five other black women where we just talk about nerd stuff. Where can they find you, Lizzie? Um, you can find me everywhere at L underscore Renelle. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. Um, you can also find me on uh, my other podcast, which is called The Ish We Talk. That's me, my cousin, and my friend, and we talk about certain topics. Um, one thing that we talked about yesterday yes, was <clears throat> FM Mecca. Have you heard about Oh, it? my God. Yes. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. FM Mecca is basically um, an AI character that got signed to Capitol Records um, as a rapper. And then mm-hmm. maybe a day later, Got they dropped, dropped him. right? <laughs> yep. So yeah, because like he was him. voiced by a white person, I think. And no, he's made by a white person. He was voiced by a black him. person. His rap song was voiced by a black person. So they thought that that was a cheat code to say the n word, and yeah, no, 
and, and there was also like a post person. where he was like being brutalized by an AI policeman and like whatever. I was yeah, yeah. And if you look at him, he's like every every stereotype of a um of a SoundCloud rapper, basically. Yeah, he's he's just one big fat ass stereotype, which yes. just I mean it's just it's blackface, it's digital blackface. Yes, and it just goes to the point that we've been saying for years that they love our culture, they just don't want us. Mm-hmm. And that's what you got in that. And then on top of that, when Capitol Records um, dropped him, they also pinned an apology to the Black community. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we dove into that, amongst other things, yesterday. So, yeah. So, that podcast is available on YouTube and other um, podcast platforms as well. So, um, Michael says, another great show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, Two, for coming along. Yes. Yes. So, um, so yeah. So, until next time, we will see you guys yes. later. Subscribe. Give us a thumbs up. Leave us a review. We love you. Yes. All the above. Thanks. Bye. Bye.